The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Today's show is somewhat different, although it speaks to a theme consistent with the near-death experience. It's based on a famous Buddhist meditation known as the Ox Herding Lessons, where an untrained ox is war for the untrained mind, and the training is analogous to the pursuit of enlightenment. The story is known to have emerged from 11th century China and was created in drawings and verse for each step of the way. At some point, it said the original verses were lost, but the drawings were preserved. The tradition has morphed to other animals, including the training of elephants, and uh, the original had five stages of development, although later versions sold the number of steps going toward clear and then rejoined the world as the happy Buddha. Some 20 years ago, in the midst of a course on Jung and mysticism, I took a shot at rewriting the ox herding lessons from both a Christian and a Buddhist point of view. And one of the things the near-death experience teaches us is the universality of truth, and yet most religions claim they are the sole possessors, possessors of truth, and wars have been fought and continue to be fought today by denominations who claim sole ownership of the will of God. Well, what I was trying to do all those years ago was to show the possibility for integration of the Enlightenment experience across two apparently different faiths, Christianity and Buddhism, with the implication that the pursuit of truth could ultimately be reconciled across all faiths. In the medieval drawings of the ox and the driver, I saw the same teaching idea embodied in the stained glass windows of medieval cathedrals of the West. You don't need to know how to read theology to understand the message contained in the pictures. But in my verses, I was going for more, namely an integration, a reconciliation of those two faiths. Too much to ask for? Probably, but we have to keep trying. Anyway, I read a portion of my ox-herding lessons uh, as a Sunday meditation at the IONS um, Seattle conference a couple weeks back. And some folks there asked me to read the whole thing on the show, so that's what I'm going to do today. One brief explanatory note. I mentioned uh, Walter Hilton. Walter Hilton was born in the 1340s, lived to 1396. He was an English Augustinian mystic whose works became influential in the 15th century. And uh, so what I'm going to do is begin with um, the ox herding lessons written from the Western point of view, from the point of view of a Christian who is um, in search of enlightenment. And this first ox-herding lesson is called The Awakening of Faith. I began with the prophets and went with Elijah into the cave. In despair and in torment, in fear and with longing, my struggle seemed futile. I wept bitter tears. The Lord came and asked me, Why are you here? I was told to go forth. The wind shook the mountain, and the Lord was not there. There was earthquake and fire, and the Lord was not there. 
till the still small voice answered. I muffled my senses and stood on the threshold and spoke with the Lord. This is the second lesson is called uh, first entering. We continue with the West. In the beginning was word, says John, and word split the light from the dark and spirit moved over the waters through whom all things were made. What is the word, the true light? The word was made flesh. The word is called Christ, the light untouched by darkness. The Lamb of God, the Son of Man, Rabbi, Messiah, King of the Jews, to the faithful he sent tongues of fire that separately touched each one. And finally, even to Saul, blind to the world for three days, no water, no food, and then he saw. Third lesson, not thoroughly genuine yet. We continue with the West. Consider the words of St. Augustine. I enter myself with God as a guide and witness the light unchangeable. He knows the truth who knows the light and knowing it knows eternity. Love is truth and eternity. And I tremble with love and awe, borne up by thy beauty, down by my weight, weight of carnal custom, I pass from bodies to soul above the changeable mind to glance at that which is till infirmity strikes me down. I will pass beyond my power and rise by degrees, by love, to the one that scattered my blindness. The next lesson is true mind. We continue with the West. Follow the words of my guide, Walter Hilton. Whoever would love God dwells in the light. Whoever would love lives a while in the night. Abandoning world, the soul yearning to Jesus, the dark night is pregnant with good and with love. To stand close to God, they bear with their pain, for then grace will enter. For this reason, the darkness is called precious nothing. The key to thy journey is first know thy soul, your own living spirit that knows truth and good. Your soul is your mirror to image the Lord, though with God just imagined, perfect love's not begun. But contemplate Godhead and human in Jesus, the ineffable light in the spirit of Christ. This third perfect love's more exalted, more noble. The soul can't endure a more radiant sight. And this is the next step, and that's called Both Forgotten. The ox herding symbol is just a circle, an empty circle. The image I chose for the West was um, Gustave Doré's circle of angels flying around the, the light, which he, he did when uh, he illustrated the Divine Comedy. There are no words to this and then playing is the last step. This is where in the, in the East the Buddha comes back and uh, hauls water, chops firewood, rejoins the world. But I'm continuing with this is the conclusion of the Western uh, search. Let Paul speak the ending. I was in Christ returned from third heaven, a paradise 
filled with unspeakable words. But I must forbear the desire to glory, lest I be exalted. I must be infirm. So Satan has sent me a thorn for my flesh. I besought, besought the Lord thrice to take it from me. He said unto me, My grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in weakness, my soul. If you be in Christ, you are a new creature. Old things are past. All things become new. The earth prays to Jesus as those in the heavens. Every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. So that was my Western take on the Oxherding lessons. Now let me read to you my Eastern verses. This is the Eastern quest, and I will describe uh, after each one the uh, the Oxherding drawing that goes with it. I began with the world and went with my black ox into the field. Lost to my blindness, the round earth was blooming. Trapped in my karma, I wept bitter tears. The ox was within me, but no. I felt myself emptying. The ox tugged the tether, but I wouldn't let go. True ox struggled cruelly, but I wouldn't let go. I used my rod dutifully, and faith was awakened with tether in hand while a white spot appeared. And the image they use for the clearing of the mind is the dark ox turning white. So this first drawing is the man and the ox. They're tied. The ox is tethered. He's holding that in one hand while he's raised his rod in the other. The ox is struggling. <laughs> the ox mind. Remember, this is the mind that is uh, needing to be controlled. So that was Awakening of Faith, first entering from the East. In the now is absolute truth. I'm sorry. In the now is absolute nature, though true natures without all duality. Here it is not, nor there, but true ox will lead you home. What is the true ox called? True ox is true mind, though it cannot be named, yet its names Go on forever. Mind ox, and no mind, and absolute being, Buddha, reality, sound of one hand. My ox is black with defilement. My yearning is suddenly roused. Moment by moment, faith is refined. Thoughts become no thought. The ox head turning white. And this first entering drawing is the man tying the tethered ox to a tree, to a nearby tree. We go on with the east, not thoroughly genuine yet. The truth is seen in an instant. The act practiced step by step between idea and reality. Forgetting the past and the future, becoming one with the now, the mind rebels, rebels, not thoroughly genuine yet. The ox, half white, half black, not one with the absolute act. To live with the one true mind in all that I may do is a desire unfulfilled, despite my years of work. Even I will persevere till my right thoughts are all one. Now, 
half the ox is white. So we go from the ox tethered to the tree, going of the ox following untethered after the man as they go out into the out into the meadow. The man, however, is still carrying that rod. He's still carrying the tether just in case because it's not thoroughly genuine yet. We go on with the East. True mind. To consider the true mind, consider the Tao, the Yang, the great ridge beam, the heaven, the white, the yin, the receptive, the valley, the dark, like person and cosmos, all one in the Tao. The Tao empty vessel is used, never filled, yet only desirous will one ever gain. The Tao is a river. Follow the Tao and it goes without end. Dark within dark is the gate to it all. Empty yourself. Let the mind become still. That without substance, that without substance can enter the no space. In the Tao of non-action, nothing's undone. The immaculate true mind is pure and serene. The truth is a flower that blooms in the flame. No tethers are needed. All is transfused in oneness. The mirror unblemished. The ox is pure white. And here the drawing is of the man asleep under the tree. The pure white ox drinks from a stream untethered. And the two are one at peace with one another. Now, this is a step. This is where I describe the angels for the West. This is just um, a circle with an opening with a break in it. It's uh, entirely empty. And it is on this white paper. Of course, it's white. It's um, the stillness of the mind. And then we come to playing for the east. The mirror is broken. From the death now revived to the play flowing on, done with the discipline, back in the world, as one with the, with the Buddha, source of creation, the mind undismayed by pleasure or pain. Refined in the fire, an untainted gem, the hands of the Buddha, born of true love, the life of the Buddha is suffering, is joy. In all things to practice the four noble vows, you stand, happy wise one, on the green of the earth. The river flows by, the bird flies above, a child waves a greeting, you smile and return. And the drawing that goes with that for the east is the Buddha, a happy Buddha, standing there, there's a child waving to him, and he's smiling. He's carrying, uh, it's like he's carrying something. It's hard to tell from these drawings. Just doing, doing his work, living in the, in the world. Now, I mentioned reconciling all of this, and my plan to reconcile it was simply, uh, 
an art artful one. The uh, the way I pre- presented the text was the West was uh, light, uh, was on white paper. The the um, East was shaded. Um, I guess I was trying striving for a yin yang kind of thing. But the ultimate point of the way I wrote this was to merge the two poems together. Well, how do we do that? Well, we read across the first line of the Western poem to the first line of the Eastern poem, and so forth. In other words, we're going to read both poems as if they are one poem, because, in fact, the one goal is the same of both faiths, as far as um, my theology of the moment <laughs> had determined. So let's try it. I will. Uh, I will read this to you and uh, and see what you think. We begin with the west and we spring right over to the east and we go back and forth as such. I began with the prophets. I began with the world, and went with Elijah into the cave, and went with my black ox into the field. In despair and in torment, lost my blindness. In fear and with longing, the round earth was blooming. My struggle seemed futile. Trapped in my karma, I wept bitter tears. I wept bitter tears. The Lord came and asked me, the ox was within me, why are you here? But I didn't know. I was told to go forth. I felt myself emptying. The wind shook the mountain. The ox tugged the tether. And the Lord was not there, but I wouldn't let go. There was earthquake and fire. True ox struggled cruelly, and the Lord was not there, but I wouldn't let go. Till the still small voice answered, I used my rod dutifully. I muffled my senses, and faith was awakened, and stood on the threshold with tether in hand, and spoke with the Lord while a white spot appeared. First entering. In the beginning was word, says John. In the now is absolute nature. And word split the light from the dark, though true natures without all duality. And spirit moved over the waters. Here it is not, nor there. Through whom all things were made, but true ox will lead you home. What is the word, the true light? What is the true ox called? The word was made flesh. True ox is mind. The word was called Christ, though it cannot be named. The light untouched by darkness, yet its names go on forever. The Lamb of God, the Son of Man, Mind ox and no mind, an absolute being, rabbi, messiah, king of the Jews, Buddha, reality, sound of one hand. To the faithful he sent tongues of fire. My ox is black with defilement that separately touched each one. My yearning is suddenly roused. And finally, even to Saul, moment by moment, faith is refined blind to the world for three days, thoughts become no thought. 
no water, nor food. And then he saw the ox head turning white. Not thoroughly genuine yet. Consider the words of St. Augustine. The truth is seen in an instant. I enter myself with God as a guide, the act practiced step by step, and witness the light unchangeable between idea and reality. He knows the truth who knows the light, forgetting the past and the future, and knowing it knows eternity, becoming one with the now. Love is truth and eternity. The mind rebels, rebels, and I tremble with love and awe, not thoroughly genuine yet. Born up by thy beauty, down by my weight, the ox half white, half black, the weight of carnal custom, not one with absolute act. I pass from bodies to soul to live with a one true mind, above the changeable mind and all that I may do, to glance at that which is, is a desire unfulfilled, till infirmity strikes me down despite my years of work. I will pass beyond my power, even I will persevere, and rise by degrees by love, till my right thoughts are all one to the one that scattered my blindness. Now half the ox is white. True mind. Follow the words of my guide, Walter Hilton. To consider the true mind, consider the Tao. Whoever would love God dwells in the light, the yang, the great ridge beam, the heaven, the white. Whoever would love lives a while in the night, the yin, the receptive, the valley, the dark. Abandoning world, the soul yearning to Jesus, like person and cosmos, all one in the Tao. The dark night is pregnant with good and with love. The Tao, empty vessel, is used, never filled. To stand close to God, they bear with their pain, yet only desireless will one ever gain, for then grace will enter. The Tao is a river. For this reason, the darkness is called precious nothing. Follow the Tao, and it goes without end. The key to thy journey is first know thy soul. Dark within dark is the gate to it all. Your own living spirit that knows truth and good, empty yourself, let the mind become still. Your soul is your mirror to image the Lord that without substance can enter the no space, though with God just imagined, perfect love's not begun. In the Tao of non-action, nothing's. But contemplate Godhead and human in Jesus, the immaculate true mind is pure and serene. The ineffable light in the spirit of Christ, the truth is a flower that blooms in the flame. This third perfect love's more exalted, more noble. No tethers are needed. All is transfused, transfused in oneness. The soul can't endure a more radiant sight. The mirror unblemished. The ox is pure white. Okay.
come to the empty circle and with angels flying around the light that is the true light of God. It's called both forgotten, certainly forgotten in this life, except by those blessed with near-death experiences. Playing. The happy Buddha returned to the world. The Christian monk doing the garden, doing the manuscripts, doing the prayer and meditation. Let Paul speak the ending. The mirror is broken. I was in Christ, returned from third heaven, from the death now revived to the play flowing on, a paradise filled with unspeakable words, done with the discipline back in the world. But I must forbear the desire for glory as one with the Buddha, source of creation. Lest I be exalted, I must be infirm, the mind undismayed by pleasure or pain. So Satan has sent me a thorn for my flesh, refined in the fire, an untainted gem. I besought the Lord thrice to take it from me, the hands of the Buddha. He said unto me, My grace is sufficient, born of true love. My strength is made perfect in weakness, my soul. The life of the Buddha is suffering, is joy. If you be in Christ, you are a new creature. In all things to practice the four noble vows. Old things are past, all things become new. You stand, happy wise one, on the green of the earth. The earth prays to Jesus. The river flows by. As those in the heavens, the bird flies above. Every tongue should confess. A child waves a greeting that Jesus is Lord. You smile in return. So that's it. The integration of East and West that I attempted some 20 odd years ago by uh, combining the poetry. We look out at what goes on between religions in the world, the uh, Ashura that some Muslims are whipping themselves with knives to mourn the death of Mohammed's family. Their diametric opposition to the other branch, the Shiites and the Sunnis, at each other's throats, as are many Christian denominations. We have to go for reconciliation here. Uh, There are many techniques to doing that, and there are some religions that are built on that belief and that basis, but not enough of them. Too many believe that they are the only source to enlightenment, when enlightenment, as ND years know, is available to all, everyone, everywhere, no matter what their faith or non-faith. Well, we've come to the end of the program, and I want to thank you for uh, putting up with my attempt at poetry. If listeners would like to hear this show again or any of our past shows, just go to our website at nderadio.org and hit the Past Shows button. 
And for information about IANS, just go to their website at IANS.org. Be with us again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is your host, Lee Whitting, saying thanks for listening.